Hi, I'm Chris Varner. And I'm Sean O'Brien. Welcome to It's Not the Differences. All right, hello everyone. Today we're going to speak a little bit about our profession, whether that's teaching or coaching or both and specifically talk about uh, parents. We talk a lot about our students, we talk a lot about our players, but we don't talk as often about the parents of those people. Now, here at our school, at West Ranch High School, the, the vast majority of our parent interactions are not just positive in the sense of non-disruptive, they're, they're positive interactions. We learn things about our students. We solve problems or issues that our students might have in, in concert with parents. Same thing goes with our players. Parents come to school and do work that needs to get done in school, but frankly, not many of us want to do that. This is true in elementary schools as well. So for my money, the, the vast majority of parent contact as a teacher is in West Ranch is positive. Do you have a similar story? Yeah, and, and you know, being from uh, working at Canyon High School, I, I would agree with that, that the vast majority are very pleasant, they take responsibility for their child, they want to help, they want the school to be successful, they want their child to be successful, but it's the, the very, very, very small minority that are the most loudest when it comes to being critical of a teacher or a coach, right. I mean, particularly in sports, that's... Yes. <laughs> you and I have... <laughs> well, what's ironic is what, in my mind, what makes parent interaction with a student, a student's parent, positive is they are naturally thinking of their child. That's what they should be thinking of. And all too often as teachers, we think kind of globally, like my entire class, my entire group. And the group is only composed of individuals. It's not a monolithic thing, it's individuals. And if we lose sight of that, parents can sort of bring us back without them meaning to, hey, but my kid's different. Yeah, they're all different, but we sometimes forget that and the parent can help us remember it. But in a team sport, you kind of don't want that. Like, I want my kid to have more court time or to get more catches or to be moved up in the batting order. Yeah, I'm thinking of the team here of which your child is a part. And parents, in my opinion, have a difficult time with that in sport. I've spent uh, over two decades trying to figure this, this one out. <laughs> when I took a break from, from being a, a head varsity coach, I thought a lot about them. Because you know the troubles I went through at Canyon. Right. And again, most of the parents I still see, they're, they're very, very awesome parents. And they were very supportive. But when they agree with you, they don't generally say anything. It's <laughs> the ones that disagree with you that make yeah. sure you know that they disagree. Yeah. And so I, I've looked at it, and I think there's a couple different factors. One, it, it, it's got to go to vicariously living. We, we know yes. that. They, they yes. want their child to do something that they were never, never able to do. But then you also have the level of if you have a group of parents that are friends and all of their children start except for one, now that, that person doesn't get a fit in the cool club and it's my fault or your fault, so they will let you know. Uh, one of the favorite things I ever heard at a coaching clinic was, uh, it was a former Orange Blue coach said, um, I always tell parents, love your child, don't be in love with your child. And I'll okay. never forget that. And that's what I try to do. I'm probably more harsh on, on uh, 
my children than anyone else could possibly be, but that's because I know what it's like to be on, on right. you know, shoes on the other foot sort of thing. I don't know. I mean, it's like we could probably do three podcasts <laughs> talking about the, the horrors of dealing with certain parents. Well, the way I put it to parents when I was coaching in the head coach capacity was don't steal this from your child. Like, it's more of a dad comment, although there's some issues with the, the moms too, but it, your kid comes out for football and they want to be a fullback or a left guard or an outside linebacker or a kicker, who knows what. They, they want that for themselves. And you've, you've doubtless run across uh, players who aren't playing for themselves, they're playing for their dad or their oh, mom. Yeah. But let's assume we have a player who's playing for himself. Dad, don't steal this. How dare you steal this from your child by deciding that you're going to call the coach and complain or you're going to on the drive home from a game, like undo all the work we did by telling them, you know, don't listen to your coach, you need to do it this way. Don't steal this. Let, let them have this. And if that means they're going to run into a dead end occasionally and have to turn around and go back, then that's what it means. Do you do the same thing with your math teacher? I don't think so. You know, you don't tell the kid after a math test, don't listen to your math coach. Don't listen to him. We're going to do it this way. He should move you up in the row. No, you don't. So the same way you're not going to steal his math class from him, don't steal football. So we're looking at it as being ego, then. Because I think if, so. If, if, because it should apply, what they do in math yeah. should apply for football. But for right? some reason, and it, I think it's more dads than moms, but maybe not, it's, it's for whatever reason, you're putting a lot of your own personal value on this. And I don't mean for your son or daughter, for, for you. We see it in, in umpiring a lot. When you'll see a, a coach, who's, especially if he's a coach of the, the, the dad, he's the dad of the player who's involved in the play, will get incredibly worked up over this 12-year-old baseball game, you know, on a Sunday. And most of the time as umpires, we think, Is some, what's wrong with you? Like, we may have missed the call, we may not have, but what happened to you to get you to this place? Like, what? Who hurt you? Yeah, we, <laughs> we, we do. We want to go up to a play. Go, who, are you okay? You know, forget the play at third. Are you okay? And I'm sure you've had you've heard shouts from the stands or emails where your answer is first sort of angry, but then deep down you want to go, are you all right? Like, is your relationship with your wife and your child, is everything okay? Because you're getting incredibly worked up about this. Over something that won't matter in five months. Yeah, I don't mean I'm abusive to your kid. That would be something That's parents different. would absolutely step in. But how come he got six catches instead of seven? Wow, really? I mean, I didn't even know that happened until you brought it up. I wasn't counting. I don't think your kid was. So, yeah, I think it's ego, and you said vicariousness. I think it's that. I think whatever dad, if it's football, then it could be, you know, moms and softball, whatever it is, either couldn't achieve, didn't achieve, or in some cases maybe did achieve and wants it again, want to replicate that, want to go back. I think that's what they're doing. Well, I'm sorry, your day's over. It is. Your your high school, guess what? You're not playing high school football anymore. Your son is, and he is a discreet, <laughs> different individual from you. You know what? It, it brings up a, a larger issue, in my opinion, it, and this has nothing to do with education. A lot of people think, well, the more educated parents would never do that. No, it's, 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 it does not matter. It does not matter education level. It does not matter financial. Level, nothing, nothing, yeah. nothing. None of it matters. So I think... I have actually seen sports, and I don't know why. Maybe it goes back to Roman Coliseum days or something of, 
or battlefield where the villagers sent the soldiers out, but it's something that I've seen sports turn people that are, are generally very, very good people. It will cause them to lie. It will cause them to do a lot. Okay. I mean, it, it, it just, like you said, this doesn't matter. Once your kid graduates, no one is going to talk. You know, I was a coach of the, the 2006 state team. Nobody talks about the 2006 state <laughs> at all. You know, it doesn't even come up. Maybe right. in a passing, if I run into someone, I haven't. But I can't remember the last time I would even bring it up because right. it doesn't matter. But you said before you don't even wear, you don't like, like I'm actually wearing a, a polo shirt with World Cup football on it. And you said you, like, sort of purposefully don't do that because you don't want to parade around the town. No, it started when I was doing horribly at Canyon. And because I lived in Canyon Country, I didn't want to be <laughs> bothered at the store. Going, you you saw, yeah. you know, I didn't want to. <laughs> Deal with any of that. So then I just started to say, you know what? I really don't want to talk about. Football but because it works on the flip side, yeah. like I don't, I don't want the, the tragedy rubbed in my face, but I also don't want to triumph. No, every care. day in the celery aisle. Um, my, um, yeah, the the idea of lying in sports. My dad had this great point he made a long time ago. On he posed this wonderful ethical question that I still remember to this day, and it was, in sports, imagine you have a center fielder charging a short fly ball, charging it. The ball bounces, so he, he has trapped it. He has not caught it in the air. Don't we train that kid to catch it and then hold it up as if, look, I caught it. That's lying, isn't it? Like, the kid knows he didn't catch it. He's not wondering, maybe, did I get it? He knows he didn't. And yet he is taught, try and get the umpire to, that's, a, that's lying. Why do we, we don't consider it lying, though. We like, well, but that's different. Why? Right. Why is that different? See, it goes, that's that is the right. same. That's actually a, a fantastic. I know, my dad knows what he's doing. That. But it's right, because we pretend that you're getting held, flopped, right? Yeah. You know, in, in, in soccer, they, they try to get oh, yeah, caught. Right. I mean, in some uh, aspects, it's a it's it's built into the strategy of the yeah. sport. Not deceive the opponent. That's baked into the game. Like we're gonna we're gonna fake the handoff. Yeah, that's that's part of the game is about to deception. To the ref. But not to deceive the game itself. Like the the arbiters of the game aren't part of the game. They're they're outside the structure of it. So I think there was an ad a long time ago. It was one of those PSAs about just character in general. And it showed a basketball team, and they had a, it was a ball out of bounds, and the, the official blew the call because it was a bang-bang call. So he blew it. So the team that was benefited from the out-of-bounds call, they call a timeout, and they meet, and they're going to discuss their strategy to win the game. And the player involved in the play says to his coach, no, but it was off me. It actually should be their ball. And the coach is like, well, don't say anything. And the player's like, but it's wrong. Like, the, the official was wrong. It was off me. I know they made a mistake and we're benefiting. And so they showed, I think, a pantomime where the, the, the coach relented and went, all right, go tell them. So the kid gets up, goes to the official, and that's how the ad ends. So you don't actually know what See really if it happened. Changed it. But I'm, I'm sure most parents watching that would say, no, 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 no. What are you, crazy? I, in fact, as you're telling me, <laughs> I'm going, nope, I wouldn't. But I mean, the defense <laughs> might be, the coach might say, well, but you don't know if it hit someone else or like there could be other factors in play here. 
But the ad wasn't about that. No, but that. didn't we actually this season, if I remember correctly, there was something where we were we false started and they didn't call it, and you and I were talking. Yeah. Something happened like that where we're like, exactly. good thing they didn't see I that. I think we got away with a few things yeah. here. Right, and you make the argument, should you be jumping up and down? Official, we just jumped. Well, no one would say. Like, there's no <laughs> one in sport that would say you should do that. But how far does that go? You said it yourself with parents who are otherwise reasonable people and good people. They'll lie, like, about where they live so they can get to the right school. When I used to do the announcing, we would, we would be there with parents. We could hear them. And the stuff they would say, say, would you have said this in any other context ever in your life? Nope. Um, about either the officiating. The stuff that really got to us was when they would talk about the players on the other team, like an injury. We'd hear, well, serves you right. Like, serves you right? There's a 17-year-old kid that might have broken his leg. As far as you know, you don't know what's really happened. He might have a career-ending injury. That's what you get. And you're, like, happy about it? You think it's justified? Baseball parents, you know, brush them back. You want them to hit the kid with an 80-mile-an-hour fastball. Like, that could really hurt him. And yet, like you said, otherwise reasonable people... That's what I'm telling you. It's, it's something around involved. the competitive nature of sports. But if their child wasn't involved, would they be? I don't think they'd be. I don't think they would because I think that you get unreasonable people when they are a, a peripheral or a perimeter watcher. Like, you know, you heard about the, you know, the Iron Bowl between Auburn and Alabama. Mm-hmm. And some guy went and poisoned the trees. Right. You know, the, you know, the Toomey trees for, for Auburn. And I saw this whole documentary and he's sitting there going, well, I guess I have too much Bama in me. And I went, you have no affiliation whatsoever <laughs> with the team. You, you, you've never played there. You weren't a student there. You never had a kid went there. You, th- this means nothing to you, and you went, like, you are a moron. You, there is something wrong with something you. Something wrong with you. You just so tribal So I would say, it, yeah. like, those sports, you know, the people that get so into their professional sports or college, and they, they have no skin in the game, I say they have something much more wrong with them than the parents that... At that least there's, they literally have skin in the game, right? This is right. my This is my genetics. child. At least, this is my at least skin. I have a connection my, that way. It's my DNA's out there. And But I, I like your idea about otherwise reasonable people because a, a lunatic who's a lunatic in every part of his life, at least you're consistent. <laughs> at least I know what I'm getting every time. But the sweet the sweet mother or the, or the perfectly rational father, you know, or the other way around, perfectly sweet father, perfectly rational mother show up at a game and suddenly, okay, so now you're this barbarian savage? Like, where'd that come from? And why do you, do you truly believe the things you're saying? Um, when I was announcing, we thought this, this phenomenon was funny. In any sort of mass play where I can't tell what just happened, I know who carried the ball, but I could, there's eight guys I could pick who made the tackle. We would purposefully look and go, well, it's one of these eight. Who haven't we said? Let's say that, because we wanted the parent in the stands to hear their kid's name. There'd be plays, this is what we really like, where, I'm, this, I'm sorry to say this, but if there was a play that defensively we just got worked on, like, oh, that was an 18-yard run, that's no good. Safety had to make the touchdown-saving tackle, that's bad. And we'd announce, well, you know, tackle made by so-and-so. Crowd would cheer, like, no, but that's bad. <laughs> that that guy made the play is bad. Free safety just made the play on a zone run. That is not good. And it was an 18-yard gain. But the family, oh, my gosh, Trevor would made the play. Yeah, that shouldn't have happened. That's bad. 
but they didn't care. So isn't that more indicative of the fact that they are more concerned with right. their kids than the actual game? That kid made game. the play. Yeah, yeah, but, but they overall want to win. They overall want to win so they can all share in that joy. But oh. other than that, they're looking just for their kid. They'd cheer if we throw an interception and then we name the offensive player making the tackle on the interception. Yay. Yay. No, but bad, though. Like, like It's like me telling you who performed the autopsy. Good for him. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Good for Johnny, Dr. John. cutting that cadaver up. <laughs> so yeah, it, it can turn parents from perfectly reasonable people into these sort of strange, and it feels like it's sport specific. Now we're not involved much in the arts. So I don't know if this exact same thing happens at a ballet recital. I gotta think no. Maybe a, maybe young kid girl dancing or cheerleading. But can you maybe, imagine right? I don't, I don't. this level of rancor? Could you imagine this at, at like a journalism or a, a creative writing contest? Right, speech and debate. Oh, this is ridiculous. <laughs> speech and debate contest. But maybe it does. Maybe some of our listeners, if you're in these areas, go, oh, no, it happens. So it's then just as one bad. would wonder, is it actually <laughs> that we are all part of this in terms of our character, and this gives us an excuse to act okay. This way. Now we're going. Well, I'm gonna which get, I'm which gonna get a is the real? There. Which is the yeah. real person? Are you, you are really that, and you can't control veneer, it. You have this veneer this is, of You're allowed to be crazy here. So that you go to the, you go spectate a football game or a baseball game, and that's now you're you. The rest of the time, you you've got. This, See what I'm talking about? You've got this sheen on I'll you. I'll tell you what. Don Draper said it best <laughs> in Mad Men. People show you who they are. You just have to choose to see. Okay. So I would look and say, if I was, let's say, dating a person or friends with a person, and I just saw them go nuts at a sports game, I'm not sure I would remain friends with them. I got to be honest with you, because I would think at some level, you are not stable, right? And that's going to turn on me eventually. So it's the it's the putty argument. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there was the devils, I think. Devils, go sports team. <laughs> <laughs> but. At, they didn't really dive that deep into it, but that wasn't that the point of that yeah, episode. Yeah, she's like, he seemed kind of normal. And, and she like, was extrapolating yeah. from that. And doesn't he, like, get mad at a priest in a car? Yeah, he starts yelling, hey, man. Devil's the all devil. over here. <laughs> but, it, I mean, it is a, a good point, and it, it doesn't have to be restricted to athletics, although that's our arena. I would say road rage possibly as well. Road That'd rage, okay. Um, I guess a gambler, maybe? If yeah, I can see a, that. A deep gambler? Yeah. Um, and, and, you know, they say when we haven't dated in a while, I don't mean we haven't dated, we haven't dated ever, but when we were dating was a while ago. Um, like how they say how your date treats the server is a good I always restaurant. say that yeah. how people treat service workers is, and that's what I preach to my, my kids, right. I tell them to be very polite, just because I've been in the service industry and I know what it's like to, to be crapped on, uh, not... Not actually, yeah. Um, but no, that's it, because how you treat And I will tell you that most people I know that treat service industry people horribly end up being, it may take me a couple of years, but okay. I end up being that service worker to an extent. Oh, I see. As soon as I don't play their kid, or as soon as I didn't invite oh, I them you somewhere. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I think they, they have, I don't know, the older I get, the more I realize that most people I talk, or think that most people I talk to, they have something wrong with them. <laughs> or maybe there's something wrong with me and everyone else is normal. I can't figure it out. It's the twilight zone of my life. Well, we have, I have said sometimes uh, about our academic parents who are less than helpful that the attitude at this particular school, I think, for that group of parents is we are the help. 
Yeah. We're That's part good. of their group of help. And when everything's clicking fine, the kid has an A and everything's going great, they're perfectly gracious. The same way that when the pool's clean, I'm perfectly happy to be nice to, what's his name? I want to say Alfonso. Like you don't, you kind of know his name, but not really. You know, it starts with an A and it has a vowel at the end. It's about all you know about it. You're perfectly fine to be happy with him. But the minute there's mold, you turn on a dime. Like you, there, there's no sense of, well, but he's a good guy. I'm sure that was just a minor error. No, 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 no. Same thing with us. They might be perfectly gracious as long as everything's going <laughs> fine, but then kid gets a C because, yeah, they haven't turned in a couple things. Oh, no, their test scores are falling. And now it's, let me see your manager, in this case, yeah. your principal. Not, hey, you know, I know you're a good guy, so I know it's not you, so something must be going on with my child. No, out of the question. So let's, but uh, to go with that, sorry, because yeah. I think That's you're okay. 100% correct. You know, we always hear our generation's parents say they always believe the teacher before the student. Right. So I think we might be looking at a much larger societal issue and that we just happen to be in the field where we see that. Could be, that you we know. are. I mean, you think about how much in our society the idea of expertise is questioned. I don't mean authority. That's a different thing. Expertise, someone who is an expert in something and it's recognized that they are. You are an expert at football. You're an expert at, a, at psychology. I would like to think of an expert at English language. And so, like... stop you. You are. <laughs> we're also authorities in that. And it's one thing to say, I challenge your authority on this sort of arbitrary rule you've got. Okay, let's talk about this arbitrary rule I have. But I don't think you graded this essay right. Yeah, but that's my job. Like, that's what I'm good at. Those are different levels of criticism. And it used to be... And discipline. We're experts at student-adolescent discipline. And like you said, it used to be, I am not questioning your teacher's expertise in this area. In their ability to discipline you, I have no question. In your ability to be a good kid, I have some questions. We flipped that. Because maybe where, the behavior is reflective of the yeah, parent. My kid can do no wrong. Right. Someone said they did. Therefore, the problem has to be in the person who said they did. Like, that's actually a logical syllogism. Oh, okay. Assuming your kid is perfect, if we're starting there then anything said about them that's less than perfect must be false. And if you have that belief system, like in football, when I was here and we had some years where we struggled, we didn't do so well. And I remember a parent meeting where the parent literally said, well, it can't be the players. I thought, well, when is that off the table? What do you mean? Like, it can't be? So that's, that's gone. Impo that's impossible. That's <laughs> so impossible. the only reason we're losing games is the weather officials, me, like that's it because it can't be the players, it can't be. But they didn't mean it ironically. I mean, no other parent looked at them and said, that's ridiculous. No, they, right, yeah, it can't be the players. Says who? Like, where did that come from? And you didn't question them on this, did you? Well, you I, I you see, I'm dumb. I do, I turn into Mr. Spock in those instances yeah. where I just cock an eyebrow like, what the hell? You cannot, you cannot, cannot defend function. Logic. They, they don't look at That like was logic. part of the reason I had to get out, like, when it got to a point where I does not compute, like I can't answer that because we're on different planets, we're speaking different languages. We just got, I just got out, like I can't function. And it was much my problem as theirs. Like, oh, you're in this magisteria, you're in this sphere, I'm in this one. There's no intersection, really. So, okay. But like, I, you know what? I'm talking trash to you or about no. you, but I did the same thing. <laughs> I did the same thing my first student at Canyon. I was available to parents. 
I took everything they said as if it was my fault and I just wanted them to feel heard. And when I came here, in that time away, I realized I don't care about what <laughs> they say. Because when you're dealing with someone who is emotional and not logical, it won't matter. You could show right. them photographic evidence that you are correct, they will not see it. Right. So I don't even entertain it, and I've, I've, I've found that the, the fire goes away. So I just, but right. I did the same thing as you. I right. think that's when everyone's first year as a head coach Probably. or a teacher, we tend to, to do things a lot differently than we were Probably. 15 years later. Well, I mean, we had things, the, the one that goes along with that, your photographic evidence thing, we had a, a player who was looking good in the summer, so we, okay, this guy's probably going to be one of our starters. Then we start playing games, and he suddenly wasn't as good. We think the contact was an issue for him. So, oh, okay, we're going we're gonna to downgrade this guy. He's got to be a rotating receiver instead of a starter, so let's, he's going to move to this spot instead of that one. Parent came in and demanded to know why, and we stupidly told him the truth. Oh, because he drops the ball a lot, and this other guy is better than him. Like, the only reason, why else would we start someone? It much, much later, we, and the parent literally said, well, don't sugarcoat it. Said I, we couldn't have been more direct. Like, how much more direct do you want us to be? This other guy's better than your son. That's as direct as we can be. We figured out much later, like years later, the parent wanted to hear something like, we don't like your kid's race, or we don't play sophomores, or whatever, so that he could use that as the excuse. He wanted an off-ramp other than, he's not very good at this. And he would have taken anything. Like, oh, well, we don't like that he's Armenian. He would have accepted that. We don't like his shoe size. Yeah, he would have accepted that. Anything other than he drops the ball. And no, he doesn't. You want us to show you? We have video queued up of it happening four times in the last game. But you're right. He would have found a reason to excuse that. Well, that's because it was deflected. Well, that's the sun. It was a night game. Well, the lights. Like, it wouldn't have mattered. See, I think at the end of the, the core issue of any of this is that the, the a parent, whether it's vicarious, whatever you want to call it, the child's performance is a reflection upon them. Right. Not their behavior. Not are they a good citizen, which is what we were raised with. Right. You, be, you respect blah, blah, blah. Now it's performance. And it's only getting worse with social media when they can put it out there. Look at what my kid right. did. Look at right. all this. So that's, it's only going to get worse now that everyone can self-promote to millions of people, potentially. When is the last time any parent has said or asked, is my child enjoying himself? That's just not a question we get asked. I don't think it comes up, no. And shouldn't that be the primary? Now, like, or maybe we'd argue, no, they should be learning things about life through football, but I know that's kind of esoteric. I mean, that's what parents going to come in and go, what life lessons are involved in your slant path? Like, that's not how that works. <laughs> but, but that should be the question, right? What, how is my child getting to be a better person through this? Are they enjoying themselves? We never hear that. Well, Why aren't parent, they starting? Would one of these parents let their child play for somebody who was a horrible person, but they won football? Yes. Do you, you see, see what it? I'm saying? You've seen it happen. I Wait, have, you're I asking know, that question? I know, I know. I have seen it. <laughs> but that goes back, like, what kind of parent are you? Your kid hates right. this, hates this person. This person's not a good, right. uh, you know, it's objectively <laughs> bad for your child. And you, like, we want a game. See? Yeah. It's all performance. He's, <laughs> this coach is objectively bad for your child. Like you, Your child is worse having known this person in every way that means anything. But you won. We won games. There's no way that balances out. There's no way. But it does. But it them. does. 
It more than balances it. And over, oh, yeah, it, it over, over clearly it over. <laughs> I mean, how many people do you know that <clears throat> they will talk about a past glory that's now maybe 20, 25 years away, and you want to say, you got to let it go, man. Al Bundy. Like, yes. <laughs> There's no, like I tell my, my students this, how many of you still have your third grade perfect attendance certificate? And they go, I probably somewhere, I don't know. Right. You don't have it framed at the head of your bed. Anybody coming into your house would go, why on earth are you still, do you find that important? The trick is, don't wait 10 years to realize, oh, wait a minute, I think I'm overemphasizing this. And I want to make it clear here. We are in no way saying, take things casually. No. You have, I mean, you of all people know that. We're not saying, go play football, practice if you feel like it. If you don't, you know, whatever, look at the sky. No, you're in this thing, do it 100%. But do it 100% because that's how things work. When something's put in front of you, or, or you sit down in front of something, you do it the best you can. If you're playing checkers, play it to win, but realize it's checkers at so the same time. Focus on the process, not the end result. Or try to but find joy in focus what you're doing. on, and it, go all in. Yeah. Do it 100%. Play every play and every down and, as hard as you can. But the same way we'd say every time you're in class, every minute you're in class, raise your hand, listen. Even if you go, yeah, I'm never going to be a fashion designer, so I don't even know why I'm in this class. But since I'm here, let me find out, you're sure I should use LeMay? <laughs> like, fine. Ask the damn question. Be present for everything, even if you suspect, yeah, this isn't going to matter later. Whatever. It matters now. Do it now. I agree. But realize not everything in your life is either transformative or a prerequisite for some other thing. Most of our kids that play football will stop after we're done with them, right? Yeah. Most. The vast majority. And yet, we hope the lessons live on. Like, we're not doing this so that when you play your turkey bowl with your kids, you're really, you're nailed. Like, we don't, we don't do that. It's so that you will play the game with your kids. You'll use this sport as some sort of bonding, or you'll... Get up for work when you don't feel like it the same way you got up for practice when you didn't feel like it. You might not make the connection, but hopefully we made it for you. That's why we do it. Parents, if you were listening, we still love most of you, virtually all of you. Keep being the good parents that you are, and we're all working together for your children. If you'd like to hear more from Chris Varner, please visit my lifestyle channel called Just a Dad Bod. And for Sean, you can find my books on Amazon, or on my website at seanobrienauthor.com.